1: Into another edition of the JMU Sports News Podcast. I'm Bennett Conlin, and I'm joined by Jack Fitzpatrick. Jack, how are you?
0: Fantastic. Um, yeah, that's all about all I can say right now. Fantastic.
1: Nothing wrong with that. No complaints. <laughs> so we had...
0: Sports are good. Everything's great.
1: Life <laughs> is good. We had a very exciting, <laughs> and this is your brainchild, a very exciting and somewhat controversial JMU Sports. Very controversial. Yeah. Oh,
0: my. Every round has had controversy. We did a little
1: March Madness bracket for the best JMU Sports moment. Do you want to explain sort of the idea and then also the result?
0: So the idea was that we wanted to kind of take so – because so much has happened in JMU Sports history within the – Volleyball winning back-to-back CA titles, swim and dive winning back-to-back CAA titles, football winning a national championship. Um, I'm blanking on other things that have happened. Blanking on complete other things that have happened, but just so many things have happened. So we were like, let's kind of take a deep dive back into what has happened in all of Jamie's sports, like the 1983 College World Series when this was a huge omission by us yeah. and this was probably the first egg on the face we had with this bracket, but was JMU women's basketball beating a one seed in Penn state years ago, I think mm-hmm. in the eighties and just, and other things like that. We brought in the 1994 field hockey championship. um, Like I said, college world series, men's soccer made the elite eight this year men's basketball winning an NCAA tournament. Ken Qualco's the amazing buzzer beater in the CA tournament finals. I think that was in the 90s. Just so many things have happened. And so we wanted to see when matched up that say when the 1994 field hockey national championships matched up with Jamie football's last second field goal against Weber State, who wins that? And then so on that then matched up with beating North Dakota State and North Dakota State won that one. So it's kind of to see how things happen. And and I think the one thing that we learned from this is that recency bias is real. Yes,
1: we definitely both putting the bracket together and also in the voting, there's a lot of recency bias. Yeah. I know a lot of people were confused. I think what was it? Beating North Dakota State. Is that the one that beat Virginia Tech? Which
0: it, it is the one that beat Virginia Tech, the three seed taking over the two seed in the our seating yeah. system, which really wasn't a real <laughs> seating system. It was just a way to yeah. put it down. But I agree with that one, but that also might be me being younger and I wasn't around when JMU football beat Tech. So, But I think just beating the Goliath of North Dakota State in the FCS semifinals kind of is bigger for the program than beating Tech. What's your take on that one? Do you think Tech should have beaten North Dakota
1: State in that round? That one's close, and I think that there are a lot of people who are sort of strong on both sides. And at least for me, the way I look at it, the Virginia Tech win – is more improbable. I think that's like a more impressive victory, like on its own. But I think when you look at the overall body of work, the North Dakota win meant and what that whole season meant, that was more important. Going on to win the national championship, beating such a dominant team in their building, which they never really lose in the Fargo Dome, was huge. And you look at the Virginia Tech win, they didn't even make the playoffs that year. So, I mean, like the the win on its own is fantastic. And it's probably, I mean, people aren't going to talk another 10 years from now, maybe they're not going to be like, we beat North Dakota State. Like I, don't, I think we're sort of on that peer level, or JMU's on that peer level with North Dakota State, at least in, in some regards. When you look at Virginia Tech, that's sort of a school, especially football-wise, that has much more tradition than JMU and plays at the FBS level. So the overall thing, I think the North Dakota State sort of win and season was better, but I think the Virginia Tech, just that individual game was more impressive. Yeah, right
0: now looking at the championship matchup, which is 2016 Ash versus North Dakota state beating North Dakota state beating North Dakota state has a 10 percentage point advantage right now, 45 to 55. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one played out. We had a lot of just absolute blowouts though, in the first round. I mean, Swim and dive, I don't think got a single vote against the 2016 football national championship. Which, yeah, that's a that was a pretty bad one versus four. Looking back, <laughs> yeah. But there were some. I mean, North Dakota State and Virginia Tech. That one, I think, was like a 49-50. Yeah, that one was vote. really close. Like some of them are so close that it's just fun to watch on our Twitter and just it was 52-48, just so close. The NCAA, t- uh, that's a different poll we had, but just some of them are. Right down to the wire, like lacrosse national championship was forty four percent and beating tech was fifty six just we haven't had a real upset since the two thousand four national championship destroyed football beating app state,
1: yeah, no I mean it's it's really fun to see sort of the discussion that goes around jeps and just sort of people sharing their opinions and it's it's nice at least from my perspective, I don't know about you. But just to hear people who are around before us in terms of JMU fandom, they're able to actually talk about, you know, which ones matter to them. Because the 08 win over Appalachian State, I didn't know that happened, of course, until I came to the university because I didn't, you know, I didn't follow (laughs) JMU sports. And if you don't really follow the FCS, you're not going to know about FCS upsets.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: just seeing the amount
0: of even us, both of us trying to like put our brains together and figure out, what moments can we do just how real recency bias is just the fact that we completely missed right. women's basketball. Like there was no women's basketball moment on there and yeah. that's completely on us because there are so many moments they've had, but they haven't done anything really spectacular probably in the last 10, Yeah, I mean, they've been years. really
1: solid when it games that doesn't necessarily jump off the top of the head. So I think for us and the recency bias with them just, yeah, winning CA titles, but people are so used to that that it's almost, you know, doesn't sort of jump off the page when you're looking for stuff. Do you think,
0: in your opinion, the two that are facing off in that quote-unquote championship round
1: are two of the best Jamie sports moments we've had? They're definitely up there. They're definitely up there. I think they're they're both really impressive moments. I think I ended up voting for the North Dakota State win just because that game was so, so, I, It was such a great game, too. And I think when I look at the, the championship, yeah. I sort of look at that game a little bit, too. And the game against Youngstown State was kind of a snoozer. I mean, Jamie, you sort of controlled the whole way. Oh, 110%. That I, yeah. I was
0: at that game, and I don't remember the third quarter. Not <laughs> right. because of alcohol or anything, but because it was a... I think
1: I was standing in line for the bathroom the entire third quarter just because nothing was yeah, there covering it for the breeze. And I'm going to be honest, I don't like, there are very few plays that jump out. There's like a touchdown, <laughs> a blocked punt, and then storming the field. But in between there was a lot of like two yard <laughs> runs and punts. It was, it was slow for a while. It was a Mike yes. Houston game. To yes. that's, kind of, that's kind of what Mike Houston liked. So it's fitting that that's sort of how the Duke's won the national championship in his first season, which is crazy impressive.
0: And now they'll win another one in their first season with Kurt Signet. Yeah,
1: Yeah. First, I thought you were going to go with ECU, winning it with Houston. I was like, place that bet because <laughs> you'll make a lot of money. You're right. <laughs> I, if
0: I could bet a bowl game that they'd win, I would bet – I think they're going to be in a – in two years, they'll be in a new year. Oh, wow! Like the one of those like six. big time bowls. Yeah, um, Houston love. Next year though, they won't. They'll be in a bowl. They'll be in a good bowl, not I a great making bowl. A
1: bowl. I think he's gonna have a
0: like the Camping
1: <laughs> World Bowl, like that one, like yeah. the one
0: that Texan. It seems like every year. I they'll think he's be
1: gonna have one. a slow rebuild there, but I also don't mind about the roster. But you're right about Signetti. He does have a legitimate chance to win a national championship in his first season. And if those 25-second Jamie football videos tell me anything, they're looking good. And Gabe Maloney is going to be a starter. I saw him throw. He was running to his right, and he threw a pass. There were no defenders. (laughs) About 30 yards. Uh, Yeah, I think he's the guy based on that.
0: Well, I think if you recorded <laughs> me for twenty five seconds working out, then I slow it down I look like a
1: impressive lot. Too, Can you add like some dope music in the background. <laughs> yeah, I could. Uh, we could. We could figure it out.
0: <laughs> I I would look like the potential starter. Just have me throwing a ball with no defense, on the run for a touchdown with yeah, really intense music and slow it down right when yes. the pass leaves my hand. So it's like that'd be beautiful.
1: No, it's <laughs> they've been given like twenty five to thirty second <laughs> clips, and I'm like, I. had <laughs> they're fun i like them like, i just don't know what to, what to make of it but it's also like they're a little too short for me to get like hyped i don't know if fans are getting hyped about it for me though watching and i'm like i watched 25 seconds so i'm like all right Kendall d made a catch what's really
0: what's really crucial to me for to get hype with one of those videos yes is the music like this is the I just thought of this as the perfect segue. Yeah. Side note: I love how our segues are always seamless. <laughs> it seems like, but we always we, make them non-seamless yeah. by saying how That's seamless very they true. are. Every time we have a good one. But seamless transition. <laughs> um, the women's basketball just dropped a hype video for their win over Georgetown, and it was great video, great content, but the music. <laughs> Was not my favorite. Like, it was really not music. Oh, maybe I did. Music, and I was watching it, and I turned it off. And I was like, this isn't I thought, getting the hype for the
1: semi-final. I thought it was one that was going to have, like, Kurt in the background, right? And it didn't. Is that right? Or maybe that's a different one. I'm going to be honest with you. You kind of cut out there for
0: a little there bit. Was, so there I was one.
1: Said. I can't remember if it's this video. But I thought it was going to have Kurt, like, in the background. And it didn't. And it was just, like, way too, in- not even intense music. It was just music. I think that was – that might have been okay. the
0: Tech one because Tech had him – like, it started with him okay. talking, like, here at the Convocation Center. That was The, okay. the hyped-up quarterfinals, whatever he said. This last one they posted was, like, it started with really intense, like, <laughs> drum beats, like, the bass, like, boom, boom, and, like, really intense shots of them, like, really zoned in. And the music was, like, a top <laughs> 40s hit. And I was like – Well, Justin ah, Bieber. All Bieber. All right.
1: That would be perfect <laughs> for it. I
0: was like, this is not what I want to his- listen to as I'm getting ready to play northeastern, western, sorry. Oh, man. On Wednesday. I made my northeastern
1: <laughs> typo in a tweet i swear i looked i looked through and i was like all right sweet i didn't make the mistake i typed northwestern and not northeastern and then somebody was like it's northwestern i was like i was going to respond and be like yeah i know that's why i typed it and i looked at my my original tweet and i was like you moron so if i make a lot of northeastern typos this week at least it'll be over soon i just need the game to end so i don't have to type it out i've typed northeastern so many times in the last four years i need to be done yeah i
0: I was talking to someone today about it. I was like, yeah, they play Northwestern on Wednesday. And they go, you mean Northeastern? And I was like, no, <laughs> I mean Northwestern.
1: Jeez. <laughs> Just crazy.
0: But, yeah, it's going to be a great game, though. Actually, I have no idea if it's going to be a great game because I don't know if Northwestern I started good. looking
1: into their their stats, and they are defense heavy. So it's going to be one of those, like, first of 50 games.
0: Oh, man. I mean, if if JMU – let's get into quick yeah. analysis. If JMU can play like they did when they were at their peak against Georgetown and what they were against Virginia Tech, I think they easily win this game. Yeah, I mean,
1: Northwestern, they've done a nice job the last few – many ways to win, but they're not, like, overly impressive. They're, like – they're 20 and 20-14, so, I mean, they, they lose a lot, like, which – I mean, they're playing a tougher schedule than JMU in the Big Ten, but – they're, yeah. they're not great. I know they have a lot. I forget the stats. Somebody tweeted it. I think it might have been Kurt. that they have like seven players that are 6'3 or 6'4. So they have yeah, some, he some height. But they don't. I was looking at their stats. They make the fewest threes per game of anybody in the Big Ten. So they're just going to try to score like 50 <laughs> points and like score in the paint.
0: I mean, shoot. That yeah. might work. But like, I don't know. They're in the WNIT for a reason. Like. I feel like JMU just matches up really well against WNIT teams. Like,
1: I don't, yeah, you know, I mean, I definitely agree with that, and I think that playing against JMU, who also plays good defense, even though they have some tall players, Northwestern, I do think it's tough to consistently score against Kayla Cooper Williams and Devin Merritt unless yeah. you're getting one of the two or maybe even both in foul trouble. I think that they're they're just solid defensively, and whether they're blocking a shot or contesting well it's not easy to beat JMU with this strategy of we're going to hit like four threes and then try to win it with defense. Cause JMU likes that game and that JMU has enough three point shooters that are healthy to be able to sort of beat you by making deep shots.
0: And just the fact that they're in the condo, right. like I feel like that's such a huge advantage to JMU. Like I was at the game against Georgetown and it was a crazy crowd for a Georgetown right. game. Like, The Tech one was – I wish I could have been there. I was laying in my bed half dead (laughs) watching that game, and I was just wishing I could be a mile away in that convo because that that crowd was raucous. But this Northwestern game, I feel like it's still going to be a raucous crowd. They're not really going to know how to handle it, and then Jackie Benitez will hit a three, and the crowd will absolutely love it even though she's
1: one for seven. (laughs) Right, exactly. And Northeastern, they're seven and seven on the road, one and two on neutral sites, and they're 12 and five at home. So significantly worse yeah. when they're on the road, which is, you know, that's most teams. But I think that, what is it, 31 straight now that Jamie's won at home or something like that? I mean, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing them losing this game with multiple days to repair. They're playing at home. Aside from Lexi, they're pretty healthy and they're playing at a really high level. I just don't, I just don't see them losing. Yeah, I I, th- I think if Kamaya
0: has a somewhat of a good game jackie has somewhat of a good game and kayla and devit devin do what they normally do and logan can't write about logan you got into (laughs) a little twitter argument with her but it's fine we'll we'll avoid that even though i think you're the reason she went off in that i like to be but the source of motivation (laughs) so just tweet something that's really northwest pro northwestern oh yeah and then they'll win this game
1: if i if i keep doing it I'll keep getting them going. I do think Logan's going to be a key to the, the next game and if they make it to the championship. There just seems like there's – like she's normally very feisty in plays where they are, but it seems like now that, you know, her career ends with a loss, it seems like she has like an extra added, like almost anger in the way she's playing.
0: Yeah, she and she's been shooting more, yep. and that's something I love. Like now that she's shooting more, her defender, whoever's defending her on offense – actually has to like play on her like earlier on in the season and kind of in conference play, you knew she wasn't going to shoot. So her defense off on her and play the passing lanes because she's not going to pull up from 18 feet from 20 feet. She's going to look for that pass, but now she's driving and then sometimes taking that contested layup instead of kicking it out. And it's making them play more true to her. And I, I love it. I love that change in her game.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's, Not a bad shooter from sort of like the free throw line and in. So I think that when she's able to take those shots and force people to guard her a little bit better, it helps. And also just with Lexi Hurt and, you know, Jackie Benitez, as streaky a shooter as she is, it helps when they have someone else that's that's like able to put the ball in and score. So I think that Logan, if she can get, you know, 6 to 10 or whatever, that's going to help the team a lot. Yeah,
0: streaky is an understatement. (laughs) God. I don't think I've ever seen a player more streaky than she I would is. I agree. How can you go 3 for 27 and then the next game blow it up? Like, <laughs> I I don't
1: get it. And it, doesn't, it but, doesn't seem like there's a huge variation and maybe I'm missing something like in the way she's shooting. It seems no, similar it, and the shot selection's pretty similar. It's
0: just like it seems like she has the silkiest shot I've ever seen. It's smooth, it's compact, it's quick. Everything about her shot's right, and it's beautiful when it goes in, but when it misses, it really misses, and there's no change in it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it looks the same. I don't know if it's, like, setting her feet or what, but it's, I don't know. It's something. Uh,
0: But with
1: all of that said, do you think they
0: can win the next two games and win it all?
1: I do just because I think that the the Northwestern game to me isn't overly scary. I think Northwestern has good size, but they're not like a fantastic rebounding team. They don't make a lot of threes. So it's going to be, at least in my opinion, it's going to be a low scoring game, which JMU feels very confident in they're playing at home. And then the championship, some of it depends. I believe this is sort of like a bidding system with Jeff Bourne and the other athletic director. So if he's, if he, you know, pays for the championship, at home, then I think they will. Although I will say if they go on the road to play the winner of TCU, Arizona, I think they, that game. So I think it depends a little bit on, on where they're playing. I just can't imagine, at least it's hard for me to imagine them losing a game at home in the championship, just because I know how insane that crowd would be.
0: Yeah. And I I see Jeff Bourne putting up the
1: necessary money to bring the
0: championship If he has the opportunity to have any type of championship in Harrisonburg, he's going to make sure it happens. And, yeah, Northwestern, a team that can't shoot threes, is going to beat you in the paint and play defense. That's what JMU is, but JMU is a good three-point shooting team if they need to be. So for that reason, I think they can win this game easily. And then TCU-Arizona, if they have to travel to Harrisonburg and play in front of the Harrisonburg crowd, I think it's a win for JMU.
1: That's kind of a hike for either team, Arizona to Harrisonburg or even Texas to Harrisonburg. So I think that there is a big advantage to whichever team doesn't have to travel. So I mean, it should be interesting to see how it all plays out. But but it would be big if they get a WNIT championship. So do you think a WNIT title? Where does that stand compared to winning NCAA tournament games or making the tournament in your mind? So we put this
0: Twitter with this poll up on Twitter, and and people said they'd prefer NCAA tournament berth. Personally, mm-hmm. I'd prefer a WNIT championship. Like, your season ends with a win. You're you're going out as a champion. Granted, it does mean you didn't win your the CAA. But everyone looks to JMU and knows they should have been the CAA champion. A couple fluke injuries cost them that chance. And so, to me, looking at this team and just overall, I'd rather go out as winners than – making it to the NCAA tournament and losing that first-round game, maybe winning that and then losing in the second-round game. Don't get me wrong, NCAA tournament berth is huge for the program and is great. great, but as a fan personally, I I like a WNIT championship run.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. I think that a uh, WNIT title is a pretty big deal. who's um, never done that. I think they've been in the championship game once and lost to Oklahoma yep. State, but they've never – actually won the whole thing and i think that'd be a pretty big deal for the program um making the ncw tournament's obviously the goal but i think with so many players returning next year to be able to win a wnit title and then yeah. make the NCAA tournament next year would be a really special two seasons and i think some of it helps too that they're playing at home for all these games i think that sort of adds to the value is just like they get well they've already had four games that fans have been able to watch them come out and you know compete and advance through this bracket which I think is is nice for the fan base.
0: Yeah, I mean if this was all away and they're winning at Tech, at Georgetown, at NCANT, at USF, then I think my answer might be a little different. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that how the WNIT set up is that the bid system and everything is now at JMU. I think that just adds so much to it. And I think it adds so much to the to revenue mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't really know how much money they're actually bringing in, but right. you, just, you saw how Kamaya was so excited at the end of that Tech game. Yeah, like, You're not getting that in an NCAA tournament because you're playing a team you've probably never played before and probably won't play ever again, right. but in that Tech game, just so much was there, and, and the regional style of the WNIT, you're playing teams that you've played before that there's kind of a rivalry there. I think it just adds more to the fire, and I think it adds more to wins.
1: Agreed. And I think that it, at least in this specific instance, it's very, very helpful that Virginia Tech was just happened to be on <laughs> yeah. the path and that Kenny Brooks is, you know, in his third year there and they gets to play or coach against some of his former players and players he recruited. I think that storyline alone yeah. to me is like more valuable. The thir- yeah. To the day he left. Right. <laughs> it was that was wild. <laughs> it was a perfect script. Yeah. If you would sort of drawn this up and been like well what if this happens and be like all right that's kind of ridiculous the same (laughs) day but no i mean just a crazy storyline and being able to win that i think that being able to just beat virginia tech with kenny brooks means more than an ncaa tournament birth for the fan base just being able to do that at home i think that's that's cool And you look at the the women's tournaments not really the same as the men's the men's you'll see a lot more it's not this year but normally you'll have more Cinderella stories and upsets so that's not really the case for women's basketball. Oh yeah, the the better team
0: normally wins in women's basketball. I mean, yeah. granted in the men's bracket only one seed made it one 1 seed made it to the final four so like you could right. argue that that underdogs made it. However, in women's it's a 1 2 1 2 in the final four. Like it's you right. what Yukon Baylor Notre Dame Psst, Bay, uh no idea. I forget the other one but but, like, it, it was the top four teams in the preseason poll. It was the top four teams in the, um, in the ranking system. It's 1-1-1-1, it one, 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 not even 1-2-1-2. One, two, one, two. It's my bad. But, like, yeah, upsets don't happen in women's basketball. Blowouts happen.
1: Right. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. I think it looks like Oregon. I think Oregon-Baylor. Yeah, that, yeah. Notre Dame. And Connecticut's a stupid two-seed. Like that's a really dumb Wait, so, two seed. So are there seeds one two one two? Yeah, it does look like it is one two one two.
0: Are there not? Yeah, four Oregon's regions? a two.
1: There are four.
0: How am I messing? Wait,
1: where are you looking?
0: I'm gonna pull it up now as we're <laughs> discussing because I feel like shouldn't there be four one seeds in the final four?
1: Oregon beat Mississippi State. There were oh. a couple upsets. And then Connecticut, uh, I don't know why. Connecticut's are really bad, too. Yeah. that That's, like, insane to me that they got it, too. Everyone
0: but. was complaining about that. I mean, they didn't have a loss in conference, and I think their one yeah. out-of-conference loss wasn't even, like, bad. I think it was to, like, Notre Dame.
1: Right. <laughs> right. I mean, they're just insane. But, yeah, I mean, it's like if is playing, like, an elite, you know, a five-seater better, it's really hard to win those games. So you might – I know they had one. They played DePaul one year. And they got destroyed. And they got killed. It was my freshman year. absolutely – yeah. Just absolutely obliterated. So, like, I don't think that's exciting for the fan base. I don't know how exciting it is for the players, but I think a WNIT title – I mean, I think you look at, like, Logan Reynolds and Ania Young have a chance to finish their career with their last game being a win, which is really cool.
0: And not just, like, any win, a championship win. Like, you could – I mean, I make the joke that the NIT stands for the, nat- the not-in-tournament tournament. Like, mm-hmm. that's what, to me, it is. But at the same time, winning that is still huge because that means you're the best team out of those, I don't know, 50 teams that got in to the NIT. Like, you're, you're the best team out of all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just really impressive when you're able to sort of finish the whole thing off and get it done. So I do think there's a lot of value to it. I think it's going to be exciting to see what the Dukes do in the last two games. Northwestern should be a slugfest. (laughs) I don't know about TCU. I looked up Arizona. Arizona scores a little bit more in terms of points, so that one could be an exciting one. I think TCU scores a little bit as well. So I think the championship, if the Dukes get there, will have a little more offense than what I'm expecting to be a very low-scoring Wednesday night matchup. But I guess we'll see how it all goes. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch. And we'll,
0: we'll only tweet Northeastern another three times.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then hopefully we'll stop. I'm sure we'll switch. And then next year we're talking about Northeastern. And we'll I'll say be, Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, your phone will have it auto-saved. <laughs> Definitely. All right, what else we got? We got lacrosse. They were exciting to watch this weekend. Got off to 7 nothing lead before they beat San Diego State 19-8. They're 8-3. and They've beaten the crap out of teams that are not in the top 10, and they've kind of gotten destroyed by teams that are in the top 10. So I don't know what to make of that necessarily, but there's just. I think what to make of it,
0: is they're a really good team and a really great national team, except when they get into the tournament and they make it to the final, what, the Sweet 16 of the national tournament, they might have their hand. I think they're a Sweet 16 team. I think Yeah, that's what I expect means. them
1: to win a, a game or two or whatever in the NCAA tournament and then and then probably fall once they get to one of those really high, highly-ranked squads. But still a really good team, and they're really young. They're going to return a lot of a lot yeah. of players. So lots of good things going on for JMU lacrosse. Still defending national champs. Can't take that away until they lose yep, the tournament.
0: Then you can even keep that until they uh... – the, the new national championship. Yeah, crowd. yeah.
1: You can you can lose. And if you lose early <laughs> enough, you can hold on to it for a little bit. <laughs> Very true. It's a good spin <laughs> You're you
0: yeah, you defend it until they the next team. Right. Wins if there's it, like so. some
1: player strike or something, you're and there's just a huge gap. You're still <laughs> a defending champs. Yeah,
0: like the AAF. Oh god. The Orlando Apollo's will forever be the defending Yeah, champs. they have they have the best record, right? Steve Spurrier, this is <laughs> yeah, I saw see. that lacrosse. They're fantastic. Eight and three beat San Diego State. Good for them. Quick AAF side note: yeah, Steve Spurrier had an interview where he was like, "Well, uh, we have the best record. Next best team's five and three, so uh, we're the champions." <laughs> it's like I don't think you should be saying that <laughs> yeah, right now when the league is potentially folding. I think you should be like, "We're going to work to get this this thing back on the right track." No, he's like,
1: <laughs> just terrible. I saw something that said like. It was like, well, even if the league is folding, at least Steve Spurrier is the winningest coach in its history. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's and especially Steve Spurrier to say something where he's like, well, I guess we won the title when all these you know people put in so much hard work and like it's hurting their NFL dreams. And of course, he, you know, he doesn't care. Like for the most part, at least, just because he's already done so much, like he doesn't need another shot. He was just doing this for fun, living in Orlando. Yeah,
0: talk about the dream. He was so. literally just. I feel like he was just playing it like a backyard football coach.
1: Definitely. And it was working.
0: <laughs> all these other coaches are like like uh, Mike March trying to drop real plays and stuff. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, Garrett Gilbert, you're going to throw to Charles Johnson. who's going to throw back to you, who's then going to throw it over <laughs> your left shoulder, and you're going to pray it goes in. And it's like, all right, coach. And it worked every time.
1: And they played pretty solid defense, and you know that he had absolutely nothing to do with that. There's no way (laughs) he was doing anything with the defense. I guarantee he didn't, like, talk to a defensive player unless he was, like, trying to convince him to switch to offense or something. There's
0: no way. If you went up to Andrew Anker and you're like, so how's Steve Spurrier as a coach? He'd be like, who?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There's no way he's talking to him. But, yeah, so lacrosse, they're doing their thing. They're doing well. Even though they've struggled against top ten teams, baseball—they're eighteen and twelve. They lost to Richmond today. That's four losses in a row. Should we be concerned? I, I think this team is exactly
0: what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, like, I mean, granted, I still think they're they're going to finish midway through the CAA, make the CAA tournament because I think they just mm-hmm. have too much pitching talent to not. Right, but I don't think they're that strong of a team. Like, the Elon series, Elon's the best team in the CAA, don't get me wrong. But you had the opportunity to win one of those, and and you couldn't. You dropped one to Delaware because your offense was that bad. Like, there are just times with this team that I feel like they need to buckle down and get things going. And if they do, I think they're dangerous, and they're the third best team in the CAA but I think they're going to struggle against the top teams and then beat up on the bottom tier.
1: Yep. I mean, that's exactly what it seems like. They're, they're struggling a little bit. You mentioned it. The pitching talent is there, but the lineup's really young. It's inconsistent. And they're right. They have so many games where you're like just left scratching your head at the losses. The Delaware, I think they lost one to like Lafayette. I mean, they've just had weird games where it's like you could have won that game and they lost it. And, and the pitching's there. I mean, today against Richmond, I think they lost three to one you give up three runs in a game, a college baseball game, you've got to like your chances of at least giving yourself a pretty good shot. But there are just too many times where they struggle offensively and can't get it done. I do think they'll find a way to finally reach the 30-win plateau, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect like a CA title or anything. I think you're kind of spot on with that middle-of-the-road finish.
0: Yeah, like UNCW, College of Charleston, and Elon, they may, they may win five games against them all season. Like, Maybe. Right. But the rest, of the, te- the rest of the teams, Towson, Delaware, um, that's all I can think of.
1: William & Mary's scrappy. Oh, yeah. William
0: & Mary, Northeastern, all those classic CAA teams. I think they'll beat up on them all season. I mean, they might go 2-1 and one in a series against them, but they're going to beat up on them all year. So their CAA conference record will look great, but I think in the grand scheme of things, they're not beating the teams they need to be beating.
1: Yeah, and I think they're gonna have some of those like lapses too against Northeastern every now and then can be pretty solid. I think they're good last year, but have sort of struggled this year. William Mary's off to a respectable start, but I think a lot of that was like scheduling. So I think when they have those teams, there's definitely like you said, they could win one of the some of the series two games out of the three. I think they might have the occasional lapse where they just get one, but it's I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's nothing nothing crazy, but I do think they're sort of making progress in the right direction. It just seems very slow yeah i mean uh, (laughs) they'll be great i I feel like now a lot of our
0: teams were saying this men's basketball now baseball Mm -hmm. they'll be great in a year or two like their talents there like they have the bet when this when the lineup's hitting they have one of the most yeah dynamic lineups and nick zona who can get on and and has deceptive speed i mean he went five for five a couple weekends ago like he Mm -hmm. can hit trey dabney has the power devon griffin has the power um, David Willis has power, and they also have enough like enough dynamic players and where they can hit to the gaps and get on base and and kind of mess with the pitcher while they're on base and Fox Simones, and even though I think I think yeah. he's a senior, but they have a dynamic lineup. It's just a fact of can they start stringing things together? And if they can, then I think they're dangerous. But I don't see that potential coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to take some time. Speaking of dangerous. Megan Good and <laughs> JMU Softball. They're 23 and 6, 5 and 1 in the CAA. She struck out, okay, here's, I have a little gripe. She struck out 17 batters in a nine inning shutout, and she had a seven inning shutout earlier in the week where she struck out eight. So she did 16 innings of pitching, 25 strikeouts, no runs allowed. She was named CAA okay, co pitcher of I the week. I saw
0: that too. Not even looking at her other thing. If you strike out 17 batters and break a program record, <laughs> how are you co pitcher of the week? Did,
1: did you look at who won co pitcher? I didn't look. No, I, I didn't was just it. like, watch. I was
0: like, you don't even get
1: I'm gonna my look click. It up. <laughs> I'm going to give him a click. I'll look it up. But I also I watched the end of, I saw she was striking out a lot of people and Towson had a feed of that game. So I turned it on because it was went into extra innings at 0 0. And uh, the announcers were. Two students, I believe, and they were pro Towson. Of course, like pretty, pretty, pretty obviously, you know, like they weren't hiding it. And one of the guys, it was like somebody was on second base. <laughs> I think there were two outs, and a hit probably would have won the game for Towson. And the one guy, the color commentator was like, "My heart is telling me she's going to get a hit. My mind is telling me Megan Good's going to strike he her did out." Not but say I really, that. I really believe that my heart is right in this case. And then he, she struck her out. <laughs> it's like, all right. Good guess. She's already struck out like fifteen. You're gonna guess. They have one hit, fifteen strikeouts, you're gonna guess that they're gonna get a hit. ah, <laughs> oh, just play the percentages, my man. <laughs> but <laughs> it didn't work out. How do you but no
0: how does how does she win co pitcher of the week?
1: I gotta figure out. All right, I'm getting close. Chris Abby Barker. Let's see what Abby that Barker is.
0: Elon's did. pitcher?
1: Yeah. She better have had good stats. Let's see. Okay, pretty good. She did (laughs) 14 innings, no runs allowed, 2-0, just two hits, one run. How many strikeouts? I don't know. It doesn't say in the release, which means it can't be that many. Ah. Megan's better. I don't know it up. Just 17 strikeouts in a game is insane.
0: That right there wins you pitcher of the week. Jeez.
1: Just, Just wild overall to... To, I saw that it was co pitcher and I was like, "What? <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever seen!" All right, let's see what she did. She, oh, da, 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 da. good radio. Where's <laughs> that? Do they even put strikeouts on? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Elon's page. She had seven strikeouts. Boo. Not all that impressive, she did. but she did. She is a really. She good was pitcher. pretty good. She was pretty good. Fourteen innings, no runs, two hits. That's all right. All right. But I still feel like it's when you have a 17 strikeout performance, it might be enough to earn you the individual I, honor.
0: I agree, but also I think she was the one that gave us JMU's, um
1: one CA loss. Okay, all right, well that's fair. She she does appear to be very good. <laughs> I will allow it now that I have clicked on the link. Uh, There's still nothing. The one thing, click, but <laughs> I understand it. So the one thing that I have heard nothing on, and I have no idea what the status is. But Odyssey Alexander pitched one inning in the first game of the series against Towson, then didn't play the rest of the series. So I was assuming injury, but I haven't heard anything. But that's also partially because there's there's like no softball media coverage, so I have no idea. I guess we'll find out. I think they play they play tomorrow. Yeah, they play tomorrow and they move the time so that they can people can go to that and then the the basketball game. I believe. Yeah.
0: I didn't. I haven't seen anything either. I saw you put this in our rundown, and I googled yeah. Odyssey Alexander JMU just to see if maybe JMU Sports put out a release mm-hmm. on something, or maybe the Breeze did something. But yeah, there's literally nothing out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing, and I figured JMU was just going to hold it close to the vest. I have no idea if anyone's even asked. Yeah. So I guess we'll figure out if she plays at all in the next coming games. And then I figure someone will eventually catch on or we'll have to send someone a tweet and be like, hey, can you please ask? And then we'll figure it out from there. But, so it would be big if she is. Obviously, we don't want to speculate too much. If she is actually hurt, it could be a blow. But honestly, I have, I have no clue because I didn't watch the first game of the series, so I do not know. But something to keep an eye on would be her status the rest of the
0: way. And even if she can't go, Megan has shown that she's pretty darn good and Peyton has been coming in in relief in a couple of those Elon games earlier in CAA play and she's been pretty good too so yeah no really, she's a- even though Odyssey's kind of been the ace of the staff this yeah week.
1: but yeah
0: gonna be interesting yeah so
1: well much. it wouldn't be an issue until like mid-May when they're in the NCAA tournament and I have no idea if she has like a an injury that serious or if she's even injured, she could have had like a flu or she was just like, I'm not playing. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Could have been a lot of, things. so yeah, we'll figure out what it is eventually, but certainly worth keeping an eye on. And then some of the other wrap up stuff, women's golf, Kate Owens, she won an individual title. I think she shot six under over three rounds, which is very good. She made a lot of birdies, was under par in every round and just a freshman. So very impressive from the women's golfer, Kate Owens. Yeah, what Bennett said. And then we also had, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's Olivia V. Perina. I could be getting it wrong. But she is has the hashtag in her bio, Boring Sports Matter. She picked up a win in the steeplechase in a re- recent track and field meet. So we gave her a little section in the newsletter. And that is also on jmysportsnews.com if you want to check it out. And don't forget, there's more out there than just football and women's basketball. And men's basketball and softball and
0: baseball and lacrosse. Yeah. So those those main (laughs) ones. There is other
1: stuff out there. Hashtag boring sports matter. Do not forget.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else to add?
1: I I think I think that's it. I can't remember if I had anything else. Other than the CAA, the entire men's basketball CAA is going to transfer away. And JMU going to be playing against, like, like students. Me, Just, like, random, random, yeah, like, UREC kind of kids next year. So, calling it now, JMU men's basketball is going to make the NCAA tournament. No, you, you can't year. take my bold take. You can't take <laughs> my hot take that I've been saying. Are you, are you hanging on to that take all the way through until they make it? Yes, that is ne- – Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's just say that you've had that take, and then when they make it, we'll be like, he's been saying this f- for six years. He <laughs> <laughs> got it right.
0: Coach Rowe is still our coach 15 years later, and they finally made it.
1: He had a funny interview the other day where he very clearly read a James Ferris article, and he was like, I've been reading these pieces. He was talking (laughs) to Dave Thomas. I've been reading these pieces about people saying Darius Banks should shoot more. And they're right. I'm trying to get Darius to shoot more. I tell him to, and he passes it. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty funny. He was like, I know he needs to shoot more.
0: I love Coach Rowe. I mean, I really hope his on-the-court coaching and like in-game coaching and practice coaching and every aspect of his coaching gets better but I love him in interviews he's just so he talks about his cholesterol man
1: with with no follow up questions (laughs) (laughs) good lord but no I mean we'll see how they do it'll be it will be interesting to see sort of how he develops as an in-game coach and and those different things because the roster on paper is loaded on paper Which, if they play the games, just like there's some official and he looks at, like, the height and weights of each player and he just watches (laughs) warm-ups, JMU's going to win the CAA next year based on that if they change the rules, which they might have to given all the transfers. (laughs) And (laughs) and declaring
0: for the draft. Didn't Nathan Knight from William & Mary declare for the draft?
1: Yeah, he can still come back. He can still change his mind. I haven't read anything about, like, how realistic it is that he will be a draft pick, but he's tall and can shoot and rebound, so he might still end up leaving, but who knows?
0: Huh. Wild. Anything Wild out there, you stuff. Need the people, the people of uh, JMU sports people, to read. I didn't know how to how to word that properly.
1: <laughs> I don't think there's there's too much out there. I'm gonna try to whip up a really quick northeast. God damn it, <laughs> Northwestern. <laughs> Northwestern JMU preview. At some point, if you're listening to it. Hopefully, that'll be live. um and, yeah, just as always, check out com. And I know there was some fun fun arguments in JMU Nation this week, so if you're on Facebook, <laughs> you, can, you can look at those. Uh, um, should
0: we monetize like, JMU Nation? Should we not?
1: Dude, next week on. <laughs> <laughs> we should go into a, a deep dive and bring on both sides and get a huge, like a, um, what's that called? Like Mori, is that the show? Where they have people just, like, argue about their – Affairs,
0: yeah, but that that involves blood testing seeing if I'm the father or not. Oh, that's a I lot of that's effort.
1: That's we lot. need to we need to do the blood test and who is the father of JMU Nation? <laughs> that would be an interesting thing to see, but
0: I, I <laughs> let's not get too JMU Nation political here.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, we, we'll keep that out. But anyway, it is a good group. If you're not in it, go check out JMU Nation. They have a lot, they do a good job of posting lots of stories as well. So if you're Needing a JMU sports article fix, you should hop on there and you'll easily find something.
0: And fan takes on everything.
1: Oh, lots of fan takes on – yes, on everything.
0: That's my favorite thing about JMU Nation. Also, there was someone who posted an April Fool's Day thing about – on JMU Nation. This is my last side tangent, and then we'll (laughs) do the wrap-up, and then we'll we'll be good. Someone on JMU Nation did an April Fool's Day saying that we changed our mascot
1: (laughs) to what?
0: Like a purple dinosaur. And he posted like it. Like Barney, he posted it with a gif, and like, it was this random guy, and people <laughs> believed him, and I was Really? Like, How did you guys believe him? There was literally nothing from JMU Sports, like <laughs> literally nothing today, and you guys believed him. But uh, that's amazing. My last side tangent. So, yes, like Bennett said, head on over to www.jmusportsnews.com. dot com. Check out our Twitter at JMU Sports News. Um, leave us ratings on Apple Podcasts, on Anchor.fm. Yes. We can be found at both of those. Um, if you just search JMU Sports News Podcast, um, you can find all of our latest podcasts. I think since podcast number two has been on Anchor and therefore has been on Apple Podcasts. Working on to get it on Spotify.
1: Ooh, fancy.
0: By that, I mean Anchor's working to get it on Spotify for us. <laughs> um fancy if you guys like our um, ads that we have that start every single podcast oh, yes. we thank you because we've made a dollar off of that so that's Ooh, that's, that's we're gonna re- reinvest that into something but i mean, we are saving up for possibly better mics because right that now i'd be helpful are, yeah i think and, and figuring out a better way to record the podcast because we, yes. we do get a solid solid listenership but we just I don't think we sound the best we could sound better but
1: right definitely we had I think if I'm not mistaken we had um, three million listeners last week so thank you all of you for tuning in Um, tell your friends and five stars if you're rating us give us five stars if you want to go on and give us like three stars just don't rate us all right (laughs) we don't want those we want five star ratings we know that there are three million of you tuned in Um,
0: yeah (laughs) Well, um, on that note, for Bennett Conlon, my name is Jack Fitzpatrick. Uh, all three million listeners, you guys have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. See ya.